City again, and it's three, and an absolutely exquisite finish with two and a half minutes to go, and we've talked her up, Darren Hemp, and we've said what a good player she's going to be, and what a fine goal it was to wrap up the FA Cup final. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of MCW Fancast, uh, named We're Not Really Here, episode number 37. Cheers KB for the pun, we stole it off your Instagram, I hope you don't mind us using it, we thought it was too good not to. This week's episode is quite big, it's bigger than usual, we usually do about half an hour, I think this episode is probably going to be about an hour. I tried to edit it and there was too much good stuff to edit out and I, I wanted to keep it all in, so given that it's been a Manchester derby, it's the opening weekend and we thought sod it, let's just do it, let's just do the big bumper episode, so I hope you enjoy it. What a start to the Women's Super League. It's been following a successful opening weekend for all clubs. It really feels that everyone could benefit from the weekend, from the attention from the media outlets and the social media presence. And it's now all about carrying forward the positives from the weekend. And what better way than with the announcement made in midweek from the FA about the Women's Football Weekend. Much like the non-league football weekend we've seen in previous years, which will fall during an international break, um, I think it's going to be scheduled for the 16th and 17th of November. And it's to encourage fans to attend women's games, women's football fixtures across the weekend, across the UK for the very first time. Later in the podcast, I chat to City fan Paul Clark about the success of our record-breaking weekend at the Etihad Stadium and hopes for growing future attendances. I also catch up with Dave from the OSC as we look ahead to the weekend as City make the trip to Adams Park where Reading will host our first away fixture in the WSL off the back of their recent win against Liverpool. And Dave provides some match day information for fans making the trip. And to round off the podcast this week, we also have some fan diaries. Some of the OSC made the trip to Switzerland for the first leg of the Champions League against Lugano. And we hear how they got on later in the podcast. But first we look back to Saturday and the Manchester derby. City were able to pick up their first three points of the season, but it took a world-class strike from Caroline Weir early in the second half to break the deadlock. United certainly put in a performance worthy of recognition and made it difficult for City at times. It was inevitable it was going to take something special to unlock the United defence as they fought hard throughout, with the best of the opportunities coming from United in the first half. We spoke to fans at the Etihad on Saturday, blue and red, to get their thoughts on this momentous game. I'm with two fans outside the stadium. One is a City fan. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm Steph. Demi. Obviously United fan. We're a City fan. This is rare. <laughs> this is rare. Are you looking forward to the game today? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, obviously a big occasion today, being able to play in the stadium. So yeah, really looking forward yeah. to it. Okay. Yeah, massive. I think it's the end. We were saying earlier, we, we are sitting together. She might have to do a top up. But we're, um, are you home or away? Uh, we're home. <laughs> I, I got my own way in the end. But, um, but yeah, it's the only time we're going to be able to sit in the same stand at a derby game, which is massive. Yeah. So. Okay. so you were into football fans who follow the game for a while? Yeah, we, we've played since we were young, haven't we? We've, we're from over in Lincolnshire, so we play over there, but played since we were young. So it's great to see the, the progression we're here. Let's look at United then, obviously looking ahead to the game. How do you think they're going to fare today? Oh, I'm hoping that we win because I think it might be the only time that United might win against City this season women and men's <laughs> football so I'm really, I've got fingers crossed but I think we might do well today we've got a few new like new players so yeah. look pretty strong yeah I, th- I think United have recruited pretty well um, we might miss kind of Keita Paris but I'm excited to see what Ellen White can do and, uh, and yeah excited to, to see how it starts really I think United will having just been promoted they'll they'll do pretty well but Fingers crossed we'll get the upper hand across both men's and women's this year. Yeah. So you, you spoke a little bit about the, the growth of the game there, obviously expecting a big crowd, playing on this massive stadium, in this massive stadium even. Like we're drawing people in, we're expecting a crowd of 20,000 plus, there's even room to say it's 30,000. Yeah. I mean, that is huge, you know, in terms of obviously the continuation and growing that and taking that further into the season, we're going to have to see a lot of obviously people coming back. Yeah, yeah, it, it's absolutely massive, and obviously off the back of off the back of the World Cup, that's um, it's so important that we 
kind of ride that wave now and, and to smash the record by somewhat like, well, as you say, for 30,000, it's about, about it might, it might only last a day though, people. what with <laughs> Chelsea and Tottenham. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it, that's it. But um, but as you say, it, this is hopefully only the start, and uh, you know, you see the the little ones knocking about in their in, in their city kits, and it's um, it's only the start. Hopefully. It feels, I mean, it feels to me like even though the crowd isn't as big as perhaps what uh, city men would get, it feels like a city men's like the the atmosphere is definitely there, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it really is. We were saying that on the way down as well. There was loads of people heading this way when we were coming through town. So it feels like a special occasion. Yeah, yeah. 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 So let's just get a quickie prediction then before you head off into the game. Uh, Three-two City. Let's go for goals. <laughs> I think two-one United. Obviously. What is it? Enjoy the game. All right. Thank you very much. Cheers. Half time. Has that lived up to all your expectations? No. No. Gary? Sorry, what? Has that lived up to your expectations at a first half? Depressingly, yes. Yes? Yeah. Like, right, we'll start with you. Let's <laughs> <laughs> take a seat. <laughs> no, I think, I mean, I'm a City fan three and three, but I think like, there's a little bit of a cocky arrogance that we were going to completely walk this team. Given United's performance last season, I knew it was going to be this hard. I didn't think we were going to steamroll it. So it's kind of on par with what I was expecting. I think I was expecting there to be at least some goals. I, I think, I, I, I just want to put this out there. I, honestly, being honest, think United have actually looked more creative. They've had the better, best of the opportunities and it's thanks to Ellie that we're actually still in this at nil-nil. I think if you look at it, the first 45 minutes, we've had more of the ball but we've given it away sloppily so much. And why are they playing the long ball so much? You know, I don't understand it. They're play, trying to play over the top and the ball's not tidy. So, like, the game's just dying from that. They're winning the ball back and, and then they're coming at us and they've got quick feet. They're getting them young girls moving and it's scary, you know. Ellie's kept us in this so far. And really, they need to have the backside kicked a bit at half time. I'm sorry, but they do because, all right, United might get the ball and occasionally bring it to us, that's fair enough. But we should not be giving the ball away to the extent we are doing. It's sloppy play and we need to tidy it up. We've basically just brought all the bad habits our international team have onto this game. Do you think tiredness is playing a part? Given the international break, and I think they're looking sluggish. George is looking tired. Steph's looking tired. Jill's looking tired. But Jill's under rest. It, to me, I mean, from this side, I don't know if you've seen what we've seen because obviously we're not sat together. But um, you, the communication between um, Steph and um, Mannion. Does it seem very cohesive? No, no, exactly. And I think Mannion um, is not quite sure where she's supposed to sit just yet because she's coming up and then she's getting where her markers moved off her and nobody's told her. And when she is playing more up front for Mannion as the game's moving in an attacking way, Steph is trying to get her to actually go for the balls and, and use a bit of energy yeah. and, and she's not and you can see that frustration through Steph. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, I just I don't know what it is, they just don't seem to be connecting. None of the balls are going through. But I know that um, Casey Stoney had made the comment against with the England game that when Kira's when Kira's been pushed with the ball to get rid of it, she makes mistakes. So I think a little bit of that has been in the game plan as well for the United players. So are we are we trying to United and then come out in the second half because I actually can't see what our game plan is at the moment. I don't think they know themselves. I don't think the girls are quite sure where they're supposed to be playing, which is not that like when you think about it, they should do because there's not that many different players on there that haven't played together before. But we've also got to look at it a different way as well. United got together a lot sooner than the City girls did because there weren't many of them on England duty and that. So they actually got in as a team together and they've had a couple more weeks to gel 
and get to understand what Casey wants from him, you know. So basically, I think it's just a case of wake up, girls, tidy it up, and see what I, comes I, I don't it. understand what that them friendlies were about last weekend. Because well, I think it's qualifiers, isn't it, for the European for the Euros? So. You know, if England didn't have to qualify, then ultimately for us that would have also been our qualifiers. So I think we just need to see a drastic improvement from City when they come out in the second half. What do you think we need to do, Perry? I'm sorry, I just so doubt yeah. <laughs> I think there's going to be a few teacups flying in the... Teacups? Yeah. I think it's Gatorade in here. I don't really have tea. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks. I'm with a few fans who've just come outside the game. 1-0 win for City. Do you just want to go around and introduce yourselves? Uh, I'm Alice. I'm Ellen. Hi, I'm Poppy. Hi, I'm Katie. Okay, and you've all come along to the game today. Obviously, women's football fans. How did you find it today? Oh, it's fantastic. It was a good game, wasn't it? Yeah, 1-0. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cracking. It was a brilliant game and the atmosphere was amazing. There were so many people there. Yeah. I've yeah. just seen 5,265 was at the last record-breaking one. With yeah. 31,000 record-breakers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Smashed it today. Yeah. I mean, in the week they were talking about 20,000, you know, 25 yeah. maybe, but 30,000, like you said, incredible. incredible. I mean, so good. Yeah, yeah, we, we just need them to come back. <laughs> That's yeah, yeah, the problem. Yeah, yeah. We'll keep it was a good game. I think people could keep coming. Yeah, first half City perhaps not started as well as mm-hmm. they'd like. Robot, fantastic. few really good saves that kept yeah, yeah. United out of it. Was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, I actually thought she would have been player of the match, mate. She should have yeah. been. Yeah, yeah. she really. was great. We said the same, to be yeah. honest. But it was obviously Caroline Weir with the strikes. Absolute stunner. Yeah. They give City the lead. Man U's goal, it was very much like, I definitely thought that was going in. Yeah, yeah. 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 It was She She looked like she'd given yeah. up and she turned around, the ball was there. Yeah. And she still had it. It was brilliant. I mean, to be fair, to United they were pretty much in the game weren't they yeah they they play well there they were on the ball at all times intercepting all the time making great opportunities considering they're such a new team they played really well I mean we're kind of saying like they'd go away from this now feeling really optimistic looking ahead to their season now you know they're in the top tier of football you know they've played like one one of the going to be biased one of the best teams in the WSL so uh, you know it it stands them in yeah it stands them in good stead for the rest of the season really I agree yeah Great. Yeah, I think yeah. they put up a really good fight. Good, One nil. Yeah. I don't think it was a bad, team. bad score for them at all, considering yeah. they're so new. Yeah. What have we got to do to hopefully keep this up yeah. now for the <laughs> for the rest of the season? I, I think uh, they've got to keep on the defence and just keep keep working on that. Like the, it's a lot of similarities to the uh, England team from Tuesday. Yeah, like some of them niggly like, little things are cracked like, in, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, just spreading out too much in defence and moving too far up the, up the game and not keeping where they need to be and, and on their players as well. So, yeah. do you think some of that's come down to obviously? preparation because we've not had that much time yeah yeah a lot of the girls have been away working in other in the other countries and stuff so yeah maybe yeah Amy you're coming back to to the academy yeah we will be we need to we need to have a look but we will be back all right brilliant thanks for your time anyway yeah Yeah. thank you all right cheers Obviously, the first three points of the season. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was a, at the time. I thought it was a, it was a, a decent game. The more I think about it, I think Public City underperformed a little bit, but I didn't have the season a bit of rustiness, some new players coming in, and, and I thought the idea that you know we just got Hammer United was always a bit uh, a bit hairy because you know they're a decent enough decent side, uh, they're well managed, they've got some very good players in there. Derby's are always tight affairs, you know, uh, with, with the only exception of 6 1. And, you know, generally speaking, Derby's are pretty tight. Um, so I thought it was a cagey game, and I thought City just did a bit too much in the second half for fitness and the, the general, uh, you know, level of experience of uh, a team of pretty much full internationals just had a bit too much for United uh, in the second half. Yeah. I mean, uh, Casey Stoney, like you said, she wouldn't go into that half heartedly. She'd have given everything in terms of preparation and I think obviously that reflected in on the day in uh, United's performance you know they certainly 
shown that they're in the league where they should be playing football and and it's definitely a, a good account of obviously what to see from them for the rest of the season. Yeah, I mean, it was always a bit of a, of a, of a strange one for them last season. They were a full-time professional side uh, with all the backing of, of a major Premier League world club um, playing pretty much part-timers week in, week out. So they were never going to get a real sense of, of, of where they were at. I mean, they did quite well in the cup games against WSL teams. But, you know, this was a big test for them. Uh, I thought it was interesting, you know, Stoney bands on about, you know, being prepared and all of that. But they seem to run out of steam in the last 20 minutes. Um, which strikes me that perhaps their kind of conditioning is not quite uh, in the same league as ours, and perhaps not, uh, that's something they need to work on. But if you had well organised, you know, there's some good players in there. Uh, it took, I thought City knocked the ball about better and controlled the game more than United. But they had two really good chances. Uh, one in the first half in particular where I thought Eddie Robot put up a wonder save. And then obviously that one in the second half where it bounced off the post and that could have gone anywhere. Yeah. So um, we, we've seen them come, we've seen them going off the post from, from that angle. Um, yeah. We've seen them bounce off and bounce back in off the keeper. We've seen it going as an own goal. We've seen the striking knock them in. So I thought we got away with that one. Um, and probably got away with the first one because if Jane Ross had put it pretty much anywhere else in the goal, yeah. they would have probably been one up. That said, I think City would have responded to that. Um, and I thought we were much better in the second half. On the first half, we were not not quite at the races. The second half, we'd obviously had a bit of a rocket from, from Nick. And uh, they, they looked they look much more comfortable on the ball. And, and obviously, the Caroline Rio goal was, was a wonderful goal, wasn't it? Yeah, spectacular. And, and we want to see more of that from her in the season because she's got that in a locker. And with her and George Stanway been able to knock goals in the 25 yards. That gives us a real advantage, I think, in some of the big games and, and, and some of the games against some of the teams that might struggle in the league. Possibly like Liverpool might struggle a bit this season. Yeah, I, I tend to actually disagree with Liverpool. I, I think um, this, you know, they've signed quite well this season. I think we'll probably see a bigger improvement from them this season. You know, building on from last season because obviously there was a lot of changes at the club. Mm, yeah. From your experience attending the game at the Etihad uh, on Saturday, what did you make of it? Yeah. 
No, it's very true. I mean, I agree with that. I think obviously the pre-match build-up in and around the stadium was fantastic. Obviously, City put on a lot of activities. They had um, City Square. They had the West uh, reception. There was a lot going out on outside there. There was interviews with you know like Gary James and and obviously the the OSC. They were awarded their um, branch uh, plaque, which was really nice to see. And I think that was a really nice touch by the club as well. It was a great atmosphere. I mean. It, it felt to me like um, just a normal men's game, you know, the, 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 the crowd and the bustle, it, it, was, it was really nice uh, and I actually really enjoyed it. And it is refreshing, obviously, from the experience in, from the Academy Stadium. But would you like to see more of the games hosted at the, at the Etihad Stadium? Absolutely. I mean, you spoke there of, um, you know, like having showpiece games, basically. So, I mean, last season, our largest crowds were, like you said, for, for Chelsea and Arsenal. Um, and they were sort of in around average in around 2,000 two something, 2,200, two something like that. If you, obviously, if you're going to look at showpiece games, they're probably the ones that we'll be looking at. And, and maybe if we met uh, United again in a in a cup game maybe in the future you never know. Well, that, that's, yeah, and it's also dependent, um, unfortunately, on on the uh, games that the Etihad that the men are playing as well. But sure. that's their ground, so it, there's a lot of logistical issues um, that have to be considered around that. But you're absolutely right. If we put, say we say we drew United in the in the FA Cup and say it was a, a quarter final or a semi final. And that would be an obvious one to put in there. Mm-hmm. And of course, we need to also need to sit, you know, hope that, that United precipitate and open Old Trafford for the return fixture, which I think will generate another big crowd as well. And just keep building, building that crowd. I mean, you're absolutely right. There's a, there's, there's a huge amount of work to be done in, you know, increasing our regular attendance, which is pretty good at 2,500. I mean, there's, there's teams in... In the, in, the, in the men's football league that would, would love those sort of clubs. Mm. But I think our challenge now is to get that to five to six thousand on a regular basis and hopefully fill the ground. That would be the ultimate. Um, but I think the challenge, you know, the, the realistic challenge is probably somewhere between five and six thousand regular attendees. Um, and that, I think, would be a massive step forward, not just for the club, but I think for WSL as well. Yeah. I mean, it's all, it's all, numbers, and, it's all numbers and figures at the minute. 
Our average attendance last season on paper was in and around 1,500. If we could look to, uh, I think somebody put it on Twitter, I can't remember who it was, but if we were looking in and around the 3,000 mark, that would be very encouraging. Um, building on from obviously the, the record at the weekend, which is massive, 31,213. I mean, it's huge, you know, and, and I think if we if we could get 3,000 strong crowd at the academy week in, week out, I think that would be an incredi- incredible progress. I think it would. I mean, I, I, I'm pushing it a little bit higher first. Yeah. incentives that um, City do do to obviously encourage people to come along and watch the games I mean you know like you said that the free drinks thing I mean that is something that's obviously going to continue into this season um, which is obviously I'm sure welcomed by everyone that attends you know the games and and things like that they do put you know we are very fortunate I said this before we're very fortunate in that I suppose City have got probably more disposable income than most. Man, Man United's fans have been speaking out this week about their, you know, in terms of promoting their clubbing and getting people along to the games. And they don't see a lot of um, activity through their Twitter accounts and their social accounts and things like that. And obviously, we're fortunate that City, that is something City do really well. So And, and, it, and it does make a massive difference. I mean, we've kind of spoke about um, the, the crowds and obviously, you know, we have that massive attendance at the weekend, but then you look to, to sort of Chelsea and obviously that sort of argument, um, they've obviously given their allocation of tickets away, but they were expecting a higher crowd, but that didn't actually prevail in the end because though people like a freebie, not many people turned, you know, not as many people turned up in the end. attendance on that day was actually um, for our game where we played Chelsea away at Kings Meadow and I think that got around 2,200 so that was you know a massive improvement on on the last season
Yeah. Well, for me, I think the most encouraging and thing about the game at the weekend was we hear a lot, don't we, from the club, rightly, that we're one club. We don't see ourselves as men or women or juniors. Mm-hmm. We're one club. And I think the commitment that the club made at the weekend to put on the all-singing, all-dancing, full-scale match in a, in the, one of the best stadiums in the country with massive you know, capacity was the absolute epitome of this is we are one club. Yeah. We are committed to this. We're committed to women's football and we're going to give it everything that we've got to make sure that it's a success. And so next time someone sees the one club you know, logo in, in the ground, the either ground and then the women's ground, look back at that game and say, that's when we became one club. That's when we decided we are one club. We're one big family. And what we're trying to do by creating a low-cost but high-quality experience in women's football is saying, if you can't afford to be part of the family at the SDS, you can be a part of the family at the CFA. And not only will you be welcome there, but everybody will have a really, really good experience, yeah. uh, both in terms of what's going on in the field, but what's going on off the field as well. Yeah, it's absolutely spot on that. I was going to say, ask you what you think needs to happen, <laughs> happen now in um, building on from the weekend, but I think you've set, you've just summed it up brilliantly there. I think, um, you know, hopefully we'll just see a return of obviously some of the fans that obviously filled the stadium at the weekend and they will come and watch Man City women at the CFA and hopefully, you know, building on from there. I mean, today again, a, a massive um, statement of intent from the from the FA about holding the uh, Women's Football Weekend, encouraging fans to go along to games when there's um, there's no football. Well, it's an international break, so encouraging a bit like they do with the non-league days. So that's quite positive. Well, I think I think that's after, we've done that before, uh, City, uh, when we won the men have had a game. Uh, I don't know, actually, when the men have had a game in the afternoon and the women are playing at uh, lunchtime or earlier on, and actually, I think that's been quite successful. Quite a lot of season ticket holders, you know, in game for three, have come, up, have come across from the men, you know, before the men game to, 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 to watch the women. And I think they've been really surprised by what they've been seeing. And I think a lot of the prejudices, and they sort of quite old fashioned prejudices about the game, are broken down by people coming along and thinking, actually, this is just really, really good care of football. Mm-hmm. Minus people running around on the floor like they've been, you know, like someone saying we're a boss. And a lack of defence. I mean, you know, people say, well, you know, there was no bookings at the weekend in a derby game. Well, it's a good thing. You know, it, it was a hard-fought game without any descending into nastiness or, or, or histrionics. So I, I think we need we need to build on that. I think the FA are right to, you know, just take, you know, Encourage people to come up, come along and say just to try it out because that's what happened today. I tried it out with my girl. I she did, you know she wanted to come across uh, from from the FTA to, to CFA and, and we instantly signed up with it. So this is fantastic, you know. And we got both now. And for me, it's just a natural part of my football evolution and my 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 journey as a football fan to go, you know, to, to switch between the two. And I, and I do see it as one club now. I believe it's all one club. And I believe the club think that. And when you see the interaction between the, the, the men's teams and the women's teams, you know, you see the park turn up to watch watch your game. You know, he doesn't need to do that. He's not been told to do that. Yeah. He's turned up because he's watched, he likes football and he thinks, well, I'll, I'll, I'll come out, pop down the CFA, hit me seven quick, pop in and, and, and have a look at that. And, and that, that, that says a lot about their relationship behind the scenes terms of how they train together, how they work together and how the club see them as being, you know, professionals in, in, in equal terms in terms of facilities. And of course the next stage of course is how how women, you know, are gonna be paid better. But that will come as the economics of the game and the sponsorship of the game changes over time. I think we just that will come, but the key as you rightly say is let's get that crowd up to three thousand. 4,000, 5,000, still that stadium, create a fan base that is regular, that is consistent and sustainable. And then so we can then give our full support to um, a great group of women footballers. I mean, one of the really, really brilliant things that's so different between the women and the men's game is when the players come out of the game and sign autographs. Yeah. It 
really makes a difference. I mean, I took uh, my daughter and father there, and they stood for 45 minutes waiting for the players to come out, and they got all grass, selfies, the whole nine yards. Now, my daughter's born into women's football. She loves it. She's coming. There were other kids that was, they met Ellen White, who you can see on the telly story, goes for England. They got all of that. That's how you build I mean, after such a se- successful weekend, obviously, hopefully, this will go forward now and hopefully benefit not just Man City, but all the clubs in the WSL, Championship Leeds, and like you said, from grassroots upwards, because there's so much um, talk on social media, there's uh, a presence within the media, within newspapers, you know, which is two years ago not something we had a great deal of but now we're getting more and more uh, column inches uh, newspapers are reporting on the games which is also great to see as well three four seasons ago we, we couldn't buy coverage for WSL now virtually all the national newspapers have got designated women's football reporters and who often women as well which is really encouraging it's also um, the, the, the TV coverage you know is Fantastic, you know, we couldn't complain about the World Cup coverage, it's given as much prominence as, as the men's. You know, we can't complain about the coverage we're getting. We're now seeing um, a much greater interest in the media about, you know, the women, women footballers' backstories, about you know, how, they be, how they become footballers and you know, where they've come from. It's an international game now. Uh, it, it, you know, it's, it's a fantastic time to be a, a fan of women's football because everybody's really interested in it. and. It's, it's becoming something that's part of the football experience of people. Whether they come to games in the short term is, is one thing, but equally they're watching. You know, the numbers of people who are watching women's football games, if, if you'd have said to four years ago even, when in the last World Cup, that 11.2 million people would watch England in the World Cup semi-final, people would have laughed at you. Yeah. They'd have said, well, that's, that, that's not going to happen. But that's a massive number. Mm. in TV terms um, and I just think if we got to the final we'd have got 20, 20 million plus yeah. so you know the fact is that England are in the, you know the success of the England team as they rebuild going forward to the next World Cup uh, with some of the some of outstanding young players that we've got you know like Jordan Nobbs and of course our George Stanway uh, and Ellie Roebuck I think who will be number, number one in due course we've got such a lot to look forward to um, and, and I think what we just need to be careful of is next weekend, you know, next time we play at home, if the crowd isn't 31,000, we should be disappointed. As long as we've got a decent crowd on, mm-hmm. we've, got lot, we've got lots to build on and, and we've got a really good platform. And we've got a club, more importantly, that are really keen to build the Manchester City women's brand uh, to a point where we will fill that stadium and potentially have more games at the Etihad over the coming seasons. Mm-hmm. I mean, the CFA, when, it, when it's full um, or near to full capacity, is a great stadium, got a great atmosphere. The thought that that could, that could happen in the future is, is brilliant, you know. But like you said, it, the weekend was a massive step and a positive step in the right direction. And hopefully now we can build on that moving forward and uh, start getting fans in and... Um, hopefully just build on what hopefully be a, a really good future for women's football and, and for Man City women. Well, I, I think so. I mean, you're absolutely right. If you could get, you know, a, a 5,000 there, or, 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 and I think it's, that's doable, and certainly if we start to fill it over the coming years, that place will be rocking. Yeah. It's, it's a great atmosphere already. We've, we've only half, we've only half, half the stadium seated. If you have both sides seated and, and, and the two ends, and the standing ends uh, full as well, what a great atmosphere that would be. You know, and, and, and an ability for fans to sit together or near each other, have a little bit of two and four, bit of four and bit of banter, singing songs, which we already have, but in, a, in, in the whole ground, you'd be rocking in there, it'd be fantastic. So, although I thought it was a really good atmosphere at the weekend, I would love to be in there as a city fan because when I went to the England game there and that was great atmosphere and it was a full house pretty much a great atmosphere and I got a sense there I thought oh god this is what it's like if he's full every week for the the city but what an experience that's going to be 
how all the nonsense you get, the new, you know, the men's game, all the, you know, horrible, you know, the nasty chanting, the bad language, the aggression, not all fans are like that, obviously, but there's a, there's a touch of that um, in, in any game. Mm-hmm. You don't get that in the women's game. A really good atmosphere, friendly atmosphere, a friendly, friendly rivalry with an edge to it. Um, I think that's going to be, what, what, what experience that would be, um, and what an experience for the players as well, because the, at, at the end of the day, Commitment they put in as professional footballers and as, as, as custodians of the women's game, right from you know all the people that are in Gary James's book, all those pioneers that were begging kids and, and having to drive to games in their own car and all of that, that's, they are the custodians of that legacy. And if we can build on that legacy to a point where we're getting 10,000 people in there, then we'll have done our job and yeah. we'll pass that legacy on to the future generations who probably won't have known about those things but the club will always remember those pioneers because they're the ones that put the hard graft in when nobody wanted to know about women's football and you know it was only a few decades after you know women being banned in this country from playing football and that's what we have to remember women were banned from playing football in this country i mean it's, it's almost unbelievable isn't it yeah it is i mean that's that's yeah the actual reality of it i mean when you look back on it i mean it's crazy but you know you you get to this position now and you just think wow look how far we've come and i think that is just incredible really if you just said to those women driving around in a minibus that they scratched off a club that was didn't have any money in the first place that 30 years on that you know we'd have a fully professional setup accessing the same facilities as in the men's game, with some of the best learning and working with some of the best players in the world, with the best you know coaches and nutritionists and all the rest of it, having their own kit and all of that, they would have thought that was that was almost impossible. And now it's happened. And I think one of the most touching and moving things that the club did last season was bringing those original players onto the field with the with the squads of today's squad, and you could see the joy of those women. That were the pioneers, the early, the early players. But you can also see the players today's squad looking at those players and thinking, "Thank you, you paved the way for us to be where we are today." And that continuity, I think, is really important in building the women's game as we go forward. Not to forget our history, to celebrate, and then to build a legacy that we've taken to the next stage and to the next stage, and ultimately to the stage where. You know, women are paid the same as men. The crowds are similar to the men's game, and the buying and a fan like me the switch from one to the other is much higher than it is at the moment, and that I think will come. I hope so. I think we all hope so as well. And um, it was really, really nice speaking to you, Paul. And it was great to obviously hear your your thoughts on things. Uh, and it's always good to catch up with you. And hopefully, we'll do it again later in the season. I mean, uh, if, if obviously this weekend is a benchmark of what's to come, flipping heck. <laughs> we've got the goals that we've seen over the weekend. Uh, it's well, certainly going to be very exciting. Who would have predicted, even after the last World Cup, that 31,000 plus fans would have been in the Etihad at the weekend? You know, that would have seemed almost unattainable. Um, so I think we're, we're in a great place. Um, I'm really excited about the season. Um, and I'm really excited to see new faces and uh, and old faces as well who, you know, stuck with the club when it's not been quite as um, high profile. Um, but equally, um, to see the OSC get a plaque from the from the club, I think was was a, a real marker about what what their contribution has been and how they will help drive those numbers up. And more importantly, when people come, make people feel welcome, so they want to come back. You know, week in, week out, season in, season out, over the next over the coming years, uh, and and support you know a very very good squad of players that you know we know are decent decent people as well. 
Yeah, definitely. Well, thanks again, Paul, and uh, we will speak to you soon. No problem. Speak to you later, Stephen. Cheers. Hi, Dave. You okay? Yeah, nice to speak to you too. Um, this feels all very familiar <laughs> from last season. We've not done this this season yet. So, uh, how you been? You okay? Yeah, it's like we've never been away. Yeah, I know. It was just obviously straight back into it at the weekend, obviously following on from the derby. Did you enjoy it? I did, yeah. It was a great occasion. The atmosphere was fantastic. Um, we're all in the two blocks together. It was like, you know, they usually sit together in the academy stadium. So the atmosphere was amazing. Um, you know, and to get 31, over 31,000, I think that was more than anyone imagined. So yeah, definitely. Fantastic uh, for the girls to play in front of that sort of crowd and, you know, and set such a record. Yeah, absolutely. And here's hoping now we can obviously just build on from that and hopefully grow the attendances at the academy. Well, that's it, hopefully. You know, if, um, you know let, let's be conservative and say, you know, a very small percentage of that, that crowd come back season uh, following on from their 1-0 win against Liverpool uh, thanks to a spectacular Farrow Williams goal which was a stunner so many contenders for goal of the season already um, yeah fantastic last season we played them away um, and that and that ended 3-4 we won that game but it was a bit uh, squeaky bum towards the end wasn't it 4-1 up and they came back into it in the week about rotation so we might see some of that for obviously we're recording yeah. today Thursday Champions League tonight so we might see a bit of rotation in that game for this evening and then back to sort of what we saw squad wise starting 11 against United yeah possibly yeah yeah um, you, you try and use the whole squad obviously there's certain players I think that you relied on no matter what but um, I think you know you're making full use of your squad this is the sort of time you need to do when you've got games coming thick and fast only three days apart, even the early kickoffs of not really helping us, is it? You know, we play Thursday evening and then early Sunday. It's not much recovery time. No. So what are you expecting from the game? You said it was quite tough against Reading, you know, we played them at home, it was a one one all draw. Well like I say they're a good side, they've got some good players. I'm a I'm a big fan of the manager. I think she she knows, you know, she's got a good squad together, they've got a nice mix of experience, like you say, with start seeing that because it seems to be sort of a continuation really from sort of last season that sort of crept into the start of obviously the game against United on Saturday. Yeah, I mean they were a little sluggish first half I suppose. Um, you, we, we could argue that there was a lot of new players playing. 
Yeah. Uh, it was, um, I mean, 2009 did that as well. Uh, but obviously the, the occasion as well. You know, it wasn't the norm to a lot of these players. Um, you know, such a massive crowd. Um, so you're right, though. You, we need to. You do need to perform for the whole 90 minutes, especially in away games, uh, because a lot of teams look forward to City coming. It's a big game for them, and they raise the game. The OSC back on the road. Uh, what do the fans need to know for those that are making the trip to Reading on we Sunday? Are, yes, we have. What I'll do is I'll give you the details uh, for anyone who's not got them. Of, you know where the game's taking place, and then we have a coach going as well, so I'll give you the details for that. Anyone who doesn't realise, Reading will be in play at Wickham Wanderers Ground uh, in High Wickham. So they're addressing Adams Park. I'm sure many of our fans have been there before, but I'll give it out anyway. Adams Park, which is on the Standing Industrial Estate, Hill Bottom Road, High Wickham, Buckinghamshire. Postcode is HP124HJ. That's HP124HJ for anyone that needs it. Ticket prices online are £6 for adults, concessions, children £3, and a family of 12 you may find the adult tickets go up, I think, to £8 on the day. I'm not sure, but they usually go up. Usually a couple of pounds cheaper in most of these games if you buy them in advance online. There is cash on all the turnstiles on the day, so you don't have to have a ticket. Um, obviously, you know, we'll be gathering it in one of the sections and uh, making a bit of noise. So if you want to come and stick with us, you're more than welcome. Any blues, more than welcome. And we have, you know, the Reading fans are good. We have a good laugh with the Reading fans over the years and they're a good set of fans. So it should be a nice atmosphere. Now, as I said, the OSC do have a coach going on um, Sunday. They said Saturday then. Sunday. <laughs> um, now, unfortunately, with the kickoff time being moved to twelve thirty, it's a really early start. So it's a six thirty a.m. departure from the Blue Car Park uh, at the Etihad Stadium. And Blue Car Park is the one at the back of Alan Shaw in Wayne. Sure, many of you have got coaches there before. You can, if you're in a car, drive your car there and leave it all day. It's a secure car park that will be looked after all day. The coach is due to leave on, say, at 6.30 a.m. to 12.30 kickoff. It's a good four-hour four journey, so there will be a stop. And, and unfortunately, if it had been the later kickoff that was originally planned, it would have been a later start. So it's uh, set the alarm clocks for Sunday, I'm afraid. At least I'm not going. At least you'll know. You can be assured that you won't have to wait for me. <laughs> Because I, I do struggle to get out of bed on those kind of days. I believe it's on BBC Red Um, I've heard that it's on BBC Red Button. I'm guessing that it's streaming or through BBC Sport. But definitely on the FA Player. Right, well, yeah, the FA Player now, yeah. I've got to get used to using that. I know. Um, yeah, so anyone that doesn't go, you know, you would be able to watch it. Unfortunately, you know, it is a difficult time for people to get to a coach for that time in the morning and stuff. But... Uh, Away days become a massive part of the season, don't they? And you know, everyone yeah. has a good laugh, and that's you know that's what it's all about. And you know, Adams Park it's a great it's a great stadium if you've not been before. So yeah, it should be a great day out for everyone. Yeah, it is a good ground. Yeah, and it's, like I said, it's Wickham Wanderers' home ground. We've had um, a couple of County Cup finals there over the years. We've had an FA Cup semi final there, and obviously, I think we've played Reading. Yeah, every year it's been there. I know Reading do play some games at Reading at the Majestic, but we haven't played them there yet. It's always been at Adams Park, and it's like, as you say, it's a good venue. Yeah. Um. So thanks for that, Dave. Um. Also, just before you do go, while you on, it, just wanted to chat to you about the new OSC handbook for the for the new season. Yeah. Well, as you know, we we, we brought one out initially last year. It was the first edition. Um. Andy Walden, who's done a few city books over the years, uh, uh, helped with the. He compiled it for us, and um, it, it's it's a little mixture of. Uh, sort of like a preview of the upcoming season, a review of the previous season, it covers the dev squad, the first team, it covers the OSC and their events and stuff. And last year's, you know, was a real success. People really enjoyed it, it sold well. Um, so we've done it again, we've done a second edition, the 2019 edition. It's, again, it's got a lovely exclusive uh, cover done for us by Leslie Ross. Yeah, it's fantastic. This year, it's uh, Steph on the cover. So, you know, this is our second edition. It's a similar vein, but we tried to do it a bit different. There's a lot of contributions in it from OSD members. There's a couple of uh, essays on women's football. Mm-hmm. There's, as I say, a review of last season. I look back, then it's got all the stats, all the facts. And he's compiled 
a few interviews with fans to cover the uh, the fun side, the, the quizzes in it, pictures. They include fantastic pictures throughout and the answers. So yeah, it's a little bit of a mixture, and it's available from us. You can come see us on the day. Any of the games, we'll have a few copies with us. The initial first few copies left that we've got left now have an exclusive postcard and badge free with them. But uh, once that that, we'll still be selling the book. £10. You can order it online and we'll send it out to you with a bit of BMP. Or, like I say, at the, at, the, at the games, we will have them at the games with us as well. So just see if they don't ask any of us for a year book and we'll sort you out. Yeah, I mean... I really like it. I've got a copy um, and it's a great companion just to have it there just for the season because it's got the fixtures in there as well. And, you know, when you're looking back and, and for last season, if you wanted to look back at the results as well, you've got it there. Yeah, it's just like, a, yeah, it's, it is what it is. You know, like you say, a handbook, it's there for people to check the stats and stuff and, um, you know, to, to use for, as, a, as a guidebook as well. Um, you've done a little piece of it yourself, I believe, haven't there as well? Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah it's brilliant it's uh, a great it's great that you do it as well because i think it's obviously like i said just great to have it there have it for fans to you know as a sort of memento as well of the season past season gone yeah. and, you know it's great to have it there and to look back on yeah well, yeah glad. i'm glad you like it good yes. that's what they want they want people to like it want people to enjoy it and to also you know take part and, and contribute to it as well just as, as we do like like you know on the fan cast and as we do on on all our social media we like the fans and the members to be involved so you know that's what we try and do so well, thanks again to Andy because Andy's you know Andy's helped us to, uh, to put it all together again and he's, he's been brilliant so thank you very much to everyone that has helped and, and contributed to the yearbook and uh, we always have successful with last year and you all enjoy it as much I'm sure it will well um, it was great to catch up with you Dave unfortunately I'm going to see you on Saturday I probably won't see you until what's Academy got, County Cup yeah we got the next home game Yes. You never know. You never know. Our paths may cross, but you know. So. Uh... <laughs> no, we've seemed to be seeing a lot of each other lately. Yeah. It was quite we funny the other day. We <laughs> we went to the National Football Museum on Friday, yeah, <laughs> and I walked that's into that's Starbucks, and there you were. I didn't even know you were in there. <laughs> it's like, are you? <laughs> I was refueling before the uh, evening. Uh, well, we'd we'd obviously great minds. We both got the same idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, Dave. Well, um, I'll speak to you soon anyway, and thanks for that. Yeah, great to speak to you, and I'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. So we're just back from the... Champions League game in Lugano. We got back to the hotel. A little bit croaky for a little bit of singing. 7-1. Two from Paulina. Two from Caroline. Georgia. Aoife. Janine. I think that's seven, isn't it? So we've got Kaz and I've got Leanne with me. So what were your thoughts on the game, Kaz? The first half, we should have really... We should have been way ahead at that point when they got that equaliser. But in the second half... Uh, we came out, we started to play better. I think we got the penalty straight away with Ethan Mannion. Fairly quickly. Yeah, yeah to make yeah, it 2-1, yeah. yeah. And then obviously we went on to score another five goals. Um, it was nice to see Paulina score two. It was also nice to see Laura Coombs. Um, and for me, I would say Caroline Weir was the best player tonight. Did really well. What do you think, Leanne? Uh, yeah, same, roughly. First half we just struggled a little bit. Second half came out a lot more. Caroline Weir... Kira Walsh both had a cracking game, so a good game overall and a good scoreline to come out with. Yep, nice healthy goal line. Um, I think a bit about the ground, um, bit of an old-fashioned ground. Yeah. Um, but everybody was really welcoming. Um, yeah. Fra- fans very friendly yeah. and and all very nice Not and so. happy to see us. And there was about ten ten city fans yeah. in yeah. the ground today, so um, good to see some away support and. Let's uh, bring it on home now in, uh, was it a week or so's time? 25th, I think it was. Oh, it's also good to see Megan 
I'd get some playtime. And when she did that throwing, even their fans were like, whoa, my God, what was that? <laughs> okay, that's great. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Great team performance midweek in the Champions League against Lugano for the first leg. Looking forward to the return leg at the CFA at the end of the month. And that's it for this week's episode. There's been plenty to talk about and we hope you've enjoyed it. Let us know your thoughts on anything we've discussed this week and you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at MCWFanCast. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening.